0: Here we go. Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on the Ellison Show. I know it was kind of a long pause. I'm like, kick it up, Jethro Tull. I am so excited to have joining me, as always, on my Friday mornings, makes my week, retired Navy SEAL officer in the United States Marine, Adam Schwarze. How are you? Hey, good morning. Mike, thanks for having me this morning. Hey, did you um, know that, oh, now I'm going to totally botch it, but I kind of was ridiculed by one of our listeners because this day in rock history yesterday, it commemorated Jethro Tull winning uh, a medal award. I know I'm totally botching it, but there was outrage in the metal community when Jethro Tull received this award. Are you a Jethro Tull fan?
1: I, I have to, uh, again, be a true and broker. I don't know anything about the history of yesterday other than the <laughs> U.S. Uh, beating Russia for the uh, American Ice. That's what I celebrated. Oh, today. my
0: gosh. You know what? That's that's where I was most focused. In fact, we, we talked about that as well. I mean, what – in fact, I said this uh, yesterday, is that if you are from Minnesota, you are a hockey fan. There's just – there's no compromising. and And, I mean – to be part of something—I mean, honestly, it was almost as if it was the Minnesotans against the Russians in my uh, memory,
1: right? No, I no actually it was <laughs> Minnesota and Boston and some other a, a group of it just it really, that harkens back to a different time where people cared more about their nation than self. Yeah. Uh, that game was so much bigger than hockey or sport in general. That was like at you know the pinnacle of the Soviet you know, tensions with the U S and, you know, our boys went out there and got it done. And it's so funny, not funny. It's really sad. I was having this, this dialogue with somebody a, a few months ago about how uh, like about a decade or so after that, there was like the really famous American gymnast, uh, who uh, Carrie Stroud, who like, all she had to do was like throw up a, a number to beat the, uh, the Russians and then get a gold medal for team USA. And she, her first jump, she sprained her ankle. And she like broke her ankle. Everybody knew it. it. It was like a really a tearjerker moment across the world. And then she didn't give up. She literally knew that she risked, uh, you know, doing more permanent damage to her body. And she went, she did a full send and she didn't do something crazy, but she's like a, a, a great little somersault thing off the beam. Her coach caught her. She fell into her coach's arms. She like carried her off and like she was an American hero.
0: Oh my gosh, and, I'm you, getting tears. Do you, you remember that moment? Yeah, I do. I do. I didn't yeah, until it, you said it, it, but yeah. It
1: brings tears to my eyes, when I think about just, you know, the, the men's hockey team putting it all on the line for America. They, they weren't getting paid. They weren't professionals. And then you had Carrie Strong who knew that she was going to, you know, possibly risk injury, and it didn't stop her from, you know, making that second vault because USA, our nation, was counting on her to get the job done. And then... I, I'm not speaking pejoratively about mental health. I'm not speaking pejoratively about, um, you know, females in sports. But then you fast forward to the Simone Biles incident where she kind of just faded out because of mental, uh, you know, mental reasons. And, and I understand that that's a, I'm a huge proponent of mental health. But it just shows kind of a difference in time between, you know, our, our, our athletes, our, our Americans, so patriotic they will risk their lives, not only in combat like I've done. But just when it comes to representing the United States, that's the foremost priority that drives their their being, their essence too. You you go to the Simone Biles thing, she like has a meltdown and she like withdraws from the Olympics and everybody like celebrates that, oh, she's so strong because she admitted that she, you know, lost it and couldn't compete. And she's by far, she is still the best gymnast in the entire world. That's ever been actually Simone Biles. She can do stuff that, that no that a lot of men can't even do. But for her to just like kinda of cash it in, but then that's that's the hero moment now of today. That, that's kind of the what I'm trying to, to frame is, quitting is now the hero moment.
0: Oh yeah, I, and and I mean how sad, and and I mean it, it really makes a lot of sense when you juxtapose what happened with the 1980 Olympic hockey team and this disdain the left has for you know they say it uh, the corner of their mouth nationalism and it's just like why shouldn't I love my country and place my country above every other country in the world of course that's what Russia is doing <laughs> and and I mean you know take any other I don't know can we can we come up with any other examples of, of, uh, of countries where they're looking out for their best interest? Ukraine. Every country. Do you hear goes. me? Yeah, right. I mean, any country that's well, it, worth its salt, I guess.
1: Well, Again, the thing that really uh, really upsets me is you have like the Megan Rapinoe, these female superstar athletes who all they do is poo-poo on America and how, you know, we're, we're still a racist nation. We're still so segregated. You know, women can't get ahead. We have like the best women sports teams in the world. And, oh, by the way, if you look at, like, America and want to, like, poo-poo on it, look at Iran, where they just executed their top wrestler in their country because he was gay. They, they literally they executed, like, their top athlete because he was gay. We don't deal with that here, and it's, it's so infuriating, you know, because, you know, been you know, as a Marine and a SEAL, I've traveled to, like, 90-plus countries, and I've seen how all their countries and governments operate. It's these this elitist attitude from people that don't have any world experience that just love to… Put shade, put down America, but they don't have any real experience to what the the rest of the world is. At the same time, they're enjoying the freedoms that you know my brothers and sisters of I have provided, so those threats don't come home. They just blindly accept the uh, the protection, but then they have no problems in thumbing it up to our to our culture, to our society. And it, and it makes me just, makes me kind of sad.
0: It, well, sad and angry at the same time yeah. because I mean, here they are enjoying all that capitalism has to offer but with their smartphones in their hands complaining about how evil capitalism is or you know how evil america is well you know and and i mean we we could go on and on i mean let's even take an example of uh the pro-palestinian uh protesters that i mean with their purple hair and whatever else they've got going on and i mean they wouldn't be they wouldn't be welcome with open arms in these Hamas-run countries, that's for sure.
1: No, there's a great uh, meme going around, or a gif, or whatever you call it, where like, there's this picture of this, like, uh, you know, attractive white college girl, like, taking a, the hand of a Palestinian saying, like, I love you, let's free Palestine together, and then they, like, they run off the screen, and then, like, in the next uh, part of the gift it's, like, him chucking her head back across, like, <laughs> like, she doesn't even know, like, what they actually stand for, and just, like, this, Blind, uh, you know, woke allegiance. It is kind of a funny gift. Yeah. But I, I would like to go back to something really quick. Um, I, I want to be be sure that, or, that I'm choosing my words, and I think it's a good vignette for our Republican Party. Is we know that we're right on the, on these issues. We know that we, we 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 actually follow the science, the data. And unfortunately, a lot of the people on our on our side have served. And so it's really easy to get frustrated, to get angry. I only push back because I don't think that's going to be the the, the method that we get through the other side. We've become a party of grievances, and so when I it's going back to like the whole Simone Bile thing, or even like the whole Palestinian thing, I actually get more sad when I think about it because I try to look at like America is like my my like my children now, like these young kids come in the academic spheres, they don't have any you know leadership. A lot of times they don't have any. Um, you know, tr- true leadership, and that they're getting a one-sided pie, so they just don't know anybody. They, they are truly ignorant. And when you get mad, and I, I, this is what our party does all the time, we get mad, we get frustrated, we, 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 we get angry. And the problem is when we, when we get angry at, you know, the academics or even the press or whatever, you're not able to teach. And so I try to always be level-headed and calm, and take the emotion out of it, and, and, and just. That way, we can, I feel like we can do so much more of a job of our expanding our tent if we just teach and, and, we, and we listen with empathy because we fail on our side because we know that, uh, that we our positions generally are supported by data. But if you are yelling at somebody, just like you, Meg, if somebody's like yelling at you, especially if you're younger, you wouldn't like receive anything. You just push back. Or you, you, what really is happening now in the, in the academics of youth is they rebel just because they want to rebel, not because they actually. You know, I, they, they probably think they know stuff, but me, you've talked about my past. I had a pretty terrible young kid where I was doing dumb, you know, going around in high school and drinking and not paying attention, but I had to go into the Marine Corps and find combat before I had some maturity, but I would never have, you know, gotten on board if I was just yelled at and screamed at.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and I think it's interesting. Let's, I mean, let's talk a little bit more about we've become the party of grievances, and I would yeah. say within... We have become the party of grievances, where we are, uh, well, we are fighting amongst ourselves, and and just think at what those on the outside see when they're looking in at, oh, yeah. at the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, it's it's troubling because again, I mean, we should focus on which. Look at how we, in in just a few minutes' time, uh, realized we had the same. Um, these same happy memories of being a Minnesotan. I mean, I I know everyone in the, an American, frankly, the, the, the the miracle on ice story. But I mean, just the idea that we have this, uh, uh, you know, in, in a way, the party of grievances. I mean, that's, that's kind of how the left behaves too, because they're, they're mad at everything that's great about this country. And if we don't if if we don't set ourselves apart from, you know, being you know, being angry about something, then how are we going to attract more people into the Republican Party if it's just, you know, it's perceived as, oh, we're you know, we're mad about this or we don't like this or we're fighting amongst yeah. ourselves. I mean it's it's not it, it really doesn't provide the motivation to want to get involved or, or even become a Republican. hundred
1: percent. 100%. When I talk to, like, candidates who are running or fundraising events or just gathering some, you know, people that are aligned with our political philosophies, I say that. Like, don't have it a as a hate fest. Have it as a, something that's fun. Like, have it as a workout session. Have it as a, as a go-to-run together. Have it as, like, a, a social cocktail. But don't make the theme about, you know, ab- abortion. Certainly, everybody who goes that probably cares about abortion or gun rights or whatever. But there has to be a hook. That gets people to want to go have fun. Nobody wants to go in mass unless they want to go protest. But, again, that's not like solving any political discourse or you're not going to fundraise off of a, a protest, right? Um, we need to have, make something inclusive and make something that's fun that people want to come. And also, by the way, because our party so, you know, older demographic, you're not going to get any youth unless you have something that's, you know, bringing people to come. Like, like honestly, like one of the best you know fundraising things I've seen in Minnesota there's not a lot of fundraising and uh, political things that happen because Minnesota has gotten so far left. Is karaoke because uh, people from all sides like to sing, mostly terribly, but for whatever reason, karaoke is actually a good event where you can have people come together and you know table politics a little bit, but you know it can be in the background. But you're really just building bridges, and once you've mm-hmm. established rapport, and you've built bridges with people. Maybe saying some some great '80s rock. You can talk then about well you know freedoms and what it was like and you know our, our fundamental values and maybe find some find some uh, bridges build so the bridges over canyons
0: well and i mean knock it all you like but tiktok is probably here to stay <laughs> i mean our conversation yeah. last week where we we were losing mike gallagher i mean i think he was probably one of the few Um, members of Congress that was well I think there are others too but concerned about the influence of TikTok because of the involvement of the Chinese in that particular app but I mean you know we can scoff at it I I mean it's it certainly doesn't appeal to me but uh, if again if we want to uh, if we want to reach out to the younger generations and and recruit them and encourage them to become Republicans. We're going to have to figure out how to reach them. 100%.
1: We have, to, we have to be where they are, and where they are is online. They're on the TikToks. They're on the Twitters. They're on the Instagrams. I mean, Instagram and TikTok is where you'll find youth. You're not going to find them hanging out at a park playing kickball anymore. Like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, kickball at a park or, you know, libraries. I don't know if they even have the libraries anymore. If we're going to like expand our our tent and our aperture for getting people who are going to backfill, you know our our aging you know party the part of the movement, we need to be where they are. And it is a, a very interesting and a, a, a dilemma because I think I talked about this with you before. China does own algo, all those algorithms, and they use them to sow social discourse within our within our government and within our our country. If you go to China. The, the tiktoks and, the, and everything are like kids like studying really hard and like doing things that show patriotism towards their government and maybe going ours it's like kids egging their teachers and all the school fights and all the all the things that just so discourse and, and oh and because they, they there's algorithms it just keeps feeding you that machine so if you're like an alt-right or an alt-left it just keeps spinning you into that and and there is a true term that's called a social contagion, and that's what TikTok is, is becoming in our societies. So it's, it's a difficult road to how, to how to utilize it or how to control it.
0: Well, I mean, it really does get me thinking because, I mean, I've planned and participated in a lot of rallies, conservative rallies. And, you know, there's a lot... I mean, there's a lot of grievances aired <laughs> at those rallies yeah. and fire up the base and fire, you know, throw out yeah. some red meat to the crowd. But many often it's sort of, well, it is preaching to the choir and people leave there and woohoo. and But there's no action behind, yeah, you know, there's no plan exactly. behind all of that hoopla. And I mean, what, what good does that do to advance the cause? And it, it really does make me think because, you know, there was a time, Adam, not too long ago when I was... I was opposed to uh, early voting and absentee, absentee ballot voting. And and I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I would like to see the day where the overwhelming majority of Americans vote, citizens <laughs> vote in uh, on Election Day. But I mean, to be to just say, la, 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 plug your ears, no, 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 I'm not listening, I'm and, and ignore the fact that the Democrats are taking advantage of, Republicans inability to embrace I don't know progress I don't want to say I hate using the term progressive because I don't think that they're actually regressive the left is but I mean there is things do change and we have to be willing to adapt and you know as much as I'm uh, you know I'm just thinking I can't believe I'm saying this it's true and we have to figure out a way to win over the hearts and minds of future generations so that They are also inspired to be Republicans. And, you know, otherwise we are going to end up in the minority.
1: Uh, We are. We actually already are the party party minority. And again, I like to truly say that we are the party that follows data. We are the party that follows actual science, not like the Fauci, the made up. You know, if you don't believe in me, you don't believe in science. But the objective data is we are losing more and more of the populist, the populist vote. Um, because we are the smaller demographic, all the younger people are, are are voting not on our team. And if we don't find a new inroad, if we do not change our ways, the Republican Party, the conservative movement, will die out. It, it is it, that's on the glide slope. We're at slowly. It's almost it, it is kind of almost analogous to our, our debt. Uh, you know, the Democrats, both sides, you know, add debt to our to our nation's toll. Uh, but eventually, we're going to go broke because we, this is not a sustainable thing, and people aren't. Pay attention because it's not sexy to, you know, watch the debt. You know, the one little number crawl up, and everybody wants their their pork in their district, and everybody wants their their selfish. Everybody wants their stuff, their their free stuff. Um So we all just kind of put on a debt, and that's kind of an what's that's happening to, our two movements within the the political systems. As we have, we're not paying attention that we are we are losing the the, the popular vote. because every presidential election, we're losing more and more of the popular vote. The only reason why we why we stay it. Day in every election, and thank God it's because the beautiful framers and their brilliant uh, work they did the Constitution and making sure that you know whether you live in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska or downtown New York, your your district get, get matters. So, um, but but if we don't pay attention to, if we don't find new inroads, our party is is, is slowly dying, and and that's why I'm involved is to try to hopefully bridge some. I'm not that young; I'm four years old, but to try to figure out how to um, infuse some of that new technology and, and, and new philosophy into the youth to get
0: more people over yeah and fun i mean has to be part of it because we yeah. can't be perceived as the the crabby curmudgeons or you know no yeah. one. i mean I, I i don't know about you but i don't like to hang around with crabby people either <laughs> so okay so i'm looking at the TikTok. it's time for a news break but i'm just gonna uh tee this up and we'll talk about cpac is in full swing or is on its way to being in full swing i uh noted that uh in uh, well, there are calls by some to uh, for the new speaker Johnson to come up with some form of a contract with America, similar to uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich at you know during his time, and mm-hmm. you know so that we can fine tune and focus on the issues that are most important to all American citizens. And again, another effort to win people over to our point of view and to the republican party so we will talk about that after this break my guest this morning again adam schwarzy every friday look forward to talking with him retired navy seal officer in the united states marine we'll be right back hoorah on the meg ellison show on wsau <laughs>